It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. I'm Brett Levy and I'm your host this week. So we're going to jump straight into it. Uh, a fun show, I think, today. I've had a lot of fun preparing the show. I hope you have a lot of fun listening or watching the show. It depends, I suppose, what you're doing and where you're doing it. Um, let's go into screen share and bring up uh, some slides. There we go. Technology show. So for things with a Z. Now, for those of you that don't know, um, I am a really, really, really big fan of JLab. I've reviewed a lot of their products. Um, the microphone that I use is a JLab microphone. You might remember that show when I reviewed it as well. I was told, I think I was told by Cade that I need to get a, a better microphone because my sound doesn't sound so good. Um, they jumped on the bat and sent me one of their Studio Pros, and there it is there. I can't lift my camera and show you, but there it is there. So anytime that JLab launches a new product, I am literally rubbing my hands together, praying that they are going to send it to me to review. And this was no different, and I am not disappointed. So on today's show, I'm going to be reviewing the JLab Open Sport Open Ears Wireless Buds. Now, that does sound like quite a mouthful. Um, let me go into my screen sharing and bring that up. Yeah, you've got it over there. Sorry, I thought, you see, getting so excited that... Um, I've forgotten that I already put the, the slide up. So what are the JLab Open Sport Open Ear Wireless Buds? Or let's just call them the Open Sports. Well, if you're watching, you can see the pictures. If you're not, I'm going to describe it. And I'm actually going to pull them out and start doing some live demos to show you how easy this is. So as the name would suggest, it's an open ear um, headset. Oh, I've got to be careful because they paired to my to my computer, so I better make sure my Bluetooth is off. Let me quickly do that. Don't you love live shows? We do live demos. So let's just turn that off now so it doesn't connect. Right, so here they are here in the little charging dock, which is important, and for later on in the show, I'm gonna tell you why. So you just pull them out, it's a magnetic charger, they sit in there, and as you would expect, an open ear headset is one that goes around the ear, sits in front of the ear, and doesn't go inside the ear and block out all the around sounds. Now, um, a lot of people, in fact, I know some people that can't wear in-ear headsets. So, and they don't want to walk around with the big over-the-ear headsets as well. So the open ear style, which the little loop that goes around the ear, and I can put it on for you there quickly. And there it is there. It sits just over the ear. Um, this can work for people like that. The only thing that you do need to consider with an open ear as its name is you're not going to get noise cancelling and you're not going to get total block out and the idea behind that is they don't want you to right they want you to be able to walk around um, and listen to the sounds around you so if you're going for a jog or you're walking in the street um, it's probably quite important important if you step off the the pavement uh, or sidewalk and uh, a car hoots and you actually hear it but what makes these different to other wraparounds, as some people call them, or open-ear headsets? Well, there's multiple configurations. So let's go into a few of these. Um, I just showed you how it works where you hook it on, okay? Now, with a simple slide, I've now taken the pieces off, if you're watching the show. If you're not, I've literally removed the little hook part that goes around the ear, and I'm standing and I'm holding just the headset part. Now, if you flip underneath the case there's two little pieces that are situated underneath the case i'm going to just pull one out of the, quickly from there all right so i've got the piece and i'm going to slide it in i hope it took the right side um did i 
No, I didn't. So it would probably make sense to take the piece from the side that I pulled out. So let's take that piece out. And I'm going to just slide it in like that. And now with the clip, it's ready to hook onto my glasses. Now I'm going to not be able to see my computer for a while if I do this, but I'll show you. So there it is there. It then slides onto my glasses frames. Now I've reviewed a product from JLab before that's very similar to this. Those are called the frames. Incidentally, I'm assuming he's going to replace them. The frames are on a really good deal now. You need to get over to the website and have a look if you don't want the hook option as well. So they just clip onto your glasses. So basically, you have a hybrid. You have an opportunity where you can wear it wrapped around your ear. You can actually do it with glasses on. I mean, there they are there. It's not uncomfortable, but obviously, you can just do that as well. Okay. So, or you can have the clip like I showed you and, and off it goes. Now, where the innovation comes into it as well is, first of all, you've got the adapters, you've got the clips, you've got the charger. The base unit is a charger as well, as you would expect. It's micro, 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 US, that's not micro, it's USB-C, couldn't get the words out. Um, it comes with a little case and it comes with a cable. Um, I'm not sure if I put that up on the screen yet. I think there's another picture of it later on. But basically, um, if you're watching, I'll just slide through. There's a better picture showing it all on the screen, uh, on the glasses. And there it is just showing you in the ear mode. So why do I like these so much? Well, I've been sitting working all day long like I do every other day. And I don't like to wear big headsets over my head. Um, it's not that they're uncomfortable. I just I find it bulky. Um, and if you wear glasses, it does actually put pressure on your head, on your head as well. Don't get me wrong, I love my big over-the-ear headsets. I love noise cancelling. I love blocking out all the other sounds. But there are just times when it's not comfortable to have a headset on the whole day. But I have to wear glasses. So having these clipped onto the frames has been fantastic. Um, I can hear what's going around me, but I must be honest, if I pump the volume pretty loud, then it does seem to block out quite a lot. Um, the other thing that you want from, from a headset, which I've moaned about before with some of the other big brands out there, is the ability to use a left or a right. So if I'm making a phone call and I just want to put in the one, or I want to just put in this one, um, there's certain headsets that don't let you do this. That's not the case with JLab, and it's not the case with any of the JLab headsets that I've reviewed in the past, or the earbuds rather. So you can use left or right. Um, and lastly, but definitely not least of all, is multi-point connect. Now, multi-point connect basically means you can connect the open sports to um, two devices. Now, this is really important. So I'm sitting here working. I have them on my glasses. I'm listening to music. My phone rings. Okay. If it wasn't a multi-point connect, I'd have to, well, in this case, I'd actually have to take my glasses off because they're balancing. Or if I just had them in sports mode, I'd have to pull them off, lift up the phone. Not so. Once you've connected to your first device, you simply go into your second device, go into Bluetooth, activate, connect, and it will switch between the two. And it does it seamlessly. My phone rang. I hit dial. It paused the music that I was listening to. I picked up the phone call on the phone, chatted to whoever I needed to push stop, went back and push play, and my music started playing again. Didn't have to do anything. So how long does the battery last, Brett? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. I get a full day. Um, the website says that it's seven hours and that there's 17 hours in the in the case. Um, I can hear something play. Oh, multi-point. It's it's connected to my phone because uh, I turned it off. I turned the Bluetooth off on my um, on my Mac. 
So how's that? So they're lying on the table and I could still hear something coming through. So the speakers are really good. So the battery, as I said, it says 17 hours charge on the case with seven days. So it's 24 hours um, with a two hour full charge. I haven't tested and run out um, the case yet. I have worked for a whole day and I have been able to listen to music for the whole day. Now, I work longer than seven hours, but I have obviously stopped and paused and not necessarily even being here. I've gone to a meeting and come back. So I definitely got the, the seven or even eight hours worth of listening that I needed to for the full day. The charging was quick. Bang them back into the case. They started charging up. There's a little graphical interface to show you that they're charging. Um, so as with my other reviews on JLab, um, and why it is one of my favorite brands uh, and has been for a while. Um, I have to say that I'm absolutely blown away. And I would, you know, for 2022, I'm going to put these as my little toy of, of right up there on my top of my toy box. Like it's not going into the cupboard of review them. It's going to stay up there and be used and played with on a regular basis. So, oh, the other thing that I left out, which I think is quite important, just look at my notes. It has an RPX four rating um i hope i got that right because the difference between ipx and ixp it's i it's an ix ixp4 rating i think is the most important let's have a look at what the box says it probably will tell me on there um the, no no it doesn't tell me on here i'm sure it does somewhere but i'm going to try and read it um anyway so what is ixp4 well the x Part is dust and the P I think is waterproofing and we've discussed this before on the show. The four is the number that tells you how waterproof it is or it isn't. So basically IXP4 means that it can take a splash of water but they'll definitely be sweat proof. So that's important if you're going for a run or you're going to gym and you're going to work out. Now I'm a big fan of wearing an over-the-ear headset for gym not the noise cancelling headset. You want to hear if someone comes up to you, you know there's only ways you go to gym right and you've got your earbud in and people come up to you and then you take it out and you go, yeah, oh, now I'm going to get another two sets on this. Thanks, cool, mate. You put it back in. And if you're listening to an ebook, you've just lost 10 minutes of the story. It's probably the moment where the killer came, the, the killer was reviewed or something like that. So, in fact, a lot of devices, when you pull them out, it actually does pause. But that being said, it's a pain. So with an open ear, no need to pause. You can listen to what's going on and you can speak to people. And with IXP4 rating, that means that they will be splash-proof. So if someone walks past and sprays you with a bottle of water or if you're sweating you're going to be good to go um just by the way when it comes to all these ratings and that you know when you if you ever do get water on any of your devices even if they are waterproof or rated to an ixp6 or 7 which is like you can swim with them you can't swim with these by the way please dry them off afterwards and if you ever swim in the sea or in a pool that's got a lot of chlorine make sure that you wash them under cold tap water afterwards and then dry them off because the salt will crystallize. So just like to look after your devices. They've got lots of little moving steel pieces that they can corrode. Um, yeah, so battery life, IXP4, sweat-proof, splash-proof, really nice sound, either ear, multi-point, and how much? 80 US dollars. So, like, you know, this is the thing with JLab. They've always had innovative products. I mean, they've come out with headsets that were like 20 bucks. In fact, I just mentioned the frames. I think I've got it scrolling up there. If you go to bit.ly bit.ly forward slash JLab open with a capital J and a capital O, it will take you straight there. But if you just go into the page and have a look around as well, 
the frames which I did review previously, which is just a thing that clips onto the arm of the of your glasses. Those on sale now for like 20 bucks. They were, I think, 50 or 60 bucks. So there's just really good deals. All their products are good. Um, I'm yet to review a product from JLab that I don't like. Uh, I even have the t-shirt. So I wear the t-shirt with pride. Well done. Um, yeah, that's my things with a Z. And it does hopefully make up for last week when, uh, well, actually wasn't here last week. We'll talk about that later on. But the week before, I didn't have a product review because I was still reviewing products. So there we go. Gave it a really good run for its money. Uh, what have we got next? So we're on to tech news. Right, tech news. Okay, the fanboy in me starts to bubble in his chair. So it is official the 7th of September, which unfortunately, although it is the Wednesday next week, it's actually going to be then Thursday for us. So I'm not going to be able to cover it on the show next week. But the 7th of September is iPhone day. It's Apple's announced the event. Um, they will be launching the iPhone 14. Uh, people are like, the rumor mills are going nuts. What can we expect? What we're going to see? So my prediction is probably four iPhone 14s. We'll get the iPhone 14, um, the iPhone 14 Pro, the iPhone 14 Pro Max, and I think we're going to see a mini come in there as well. Don't know. No one really knows. Well, some people know they work there. But um, I do think we'll see a new watch. There's also talk of a rugged watch. It will be bigger. It'll have a different type of case that will protect it for more extreme sports. We will get new iOS. They always launch iOS and the phones together. However, they've already announced that we're not getting a new iPad OS, which is the first time in a really, really long time um, that they've never that they haven't launched the two operating systems together. I don't know if there's a problem. I don't know if there's bugs. I'm not sure what the reason is for doing it. Maybe they're working on something that's just not quite ready. Um, I am going to ask Alex to join me then on the 14th, which will be a week after, so that not next week's show, because I won't know what's happened yet on next week's show. But I'm going to ask Alex to join me, being the second or maybe the first biggest Apple fan in Australia after me uh, or before me, and we can geek out about it. So stay, be prepared that the 14th of September is going to be Apple Geek Day. Right. Um, Oh, and I'm sure that there'll be one or two other little surprises, like we'll probably get a TV update or something like that as well. I don't know. It's all rumors. Okay, well, this is not so exciting because I use this product. So LastPass, which is made by a really reputable company called LogMeIn, have just announced a data breach. Now, this is a service that manages your passwords. So basically, you can take all your passwords, link them into LastPass, and then LastPass will autofill them for you wherever you've saved them. And then there's a master pass, master password for you to access LastPass, tongue twister, um, which you can then go in and update and change and, and, and do what you need to do. Um, they had a data breach. They have gone public to say that in, in, no password information was hacked. Um, but, you know, this is still a sign of the times that if they're hacking companies that are all about passwords. And imagine if they did get the passwords. And we don't know for 100% sure if they didn't. But this is where I have to remind people to be vigilant online. In order to be vigilant online, one of the things that I do advocate for is password switching. So set up a password switching regime. Set up a reminder. There's a really cool app which I reviewed, and, and they, Tim and, and David and, and Celia, all friends of the show, called Get Reminded. Um, I'll put it in the I'll put it up in the in the notes afterwards if you don't have it. Get reminded. Set yourself a reminder that every three months, every six months, if, at worst, but 
definitely once a year, you do need to change your passwords because people are hacking all the time. Companies are getting breaches. A lot of people don't say you don't. A lot of people use the same password for multiple sites. So if they've hacked a site that has your password, they can start pen testing and going after other sites that are trying the same combination of your email and your password. So it's just vigilant and just really good and good online practice to change your password regularly. So yeah, please do. Uh, well, this is good news, actually. So USA and China have reached a deal that will allow the US to now vet accounting firms in China and Hong Kong. Now, this is actually quite a big move towards settling the tensions that are between the two countries. And hopefully now we'll see a bit of positivity on the stock exchange as well. Um, and maybe even pave a way for Chinese companies like Huawei and that to re-enter the US markets and, of course, global markets. Because when the US does something... There's a lot of Me Too's that are running around out there, and Australia is no different. US banned Huawei, we banned Huawei. They did this, we did this. Uh, only thing for the government is, guys, we don't have the same might and power as the United States. So, you know, don't go kicking the hornet's nest. Probably not such a great idea. Uh, anyway, this is a positive story. So, you know, the fact that the US company is allowed to actually now vet the records of these Chinese firms, um, it does allow a little bit of transparency. It can also show where revenues do and don't come from. Um, and I, you know, big up to to China for for actually allowing it. Um, you know, I think if nothing else, it might also just like de-stress the, the the tension around Taiwan, which affects our chips, uh, as in silicone chips. So yeah, it's just a, it's just a good story all around. Uh, until <laughs> I'm just waiting until this idiot. Can't remember the name of the guy down under. Oh, not down under. That's our idiot. Uh, can't remember the name of the prime minister over there. And, you know, that might start another tension. But for now, it's all good in the land of uh, the red, white, and blue. And China. I can't remember what there's. What there's stars and sickles and so on. That's Russia. Anyway, I'm not a flag expert. That's Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory's thing. Right. McKinsey and Company. So McKinsey and Company are a large uh, consultancy they consult on all kinds of things. They have a technology division and they release a thing called the Technology Trends Outlook for 2022 and obviously every other year. So it's in this report that they put their five top trends. Now, I'm going to read the five top trends. I'm going to just, I'm like you can see just by my face and my tone. So their five top trends, applied AI, artificial intelligence, the future of clean energy, advanced connectivity, the future of mobility, and wait for it, drum roll, Web3. Uh, is it just me or did we already know that this is the future? Like someone pays these people millions of dollars or people pay them millions of dollars to perform services and they take some of that money and they pay people then to write these reports, which they then give to their paying clients uh, and or sell to other clients. Now, those five things that I mentioned, applied AI, um, been doing this for years, right? And it's just getting bigger and better and cars and all this wonderful stuff, clean energy. I mean, that's, that, we talk about greenwashing all the time and making sure that we do things. The boys over at Lassie and try to buy one of our, our energy providers so that they could clean up their act. Again, not news, advanced connectivity. I mean, well, it, if you connect to something and then you connect to it better, is that not advanced? I don't know. The future of mobility, well, okay, and Web3. So thanks for the technology trends outlook. 
Here we are at McKinsey and Company. Every Wednesday, 2 o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time, listen to the technology show. K for knowledge. Maybe you can also learn something from here. That wasn't that obvious. Moving swiftly along. Right, so if you're watching, that is a picture of Larry Ellison. If you don't know who Larry Ellison is, he's one of the co-founders and up until recently was the chair and or CEO of Oracle. Now, six years ago at Oracle World, he was on, he got up on stage and told everyone that, that Oracle has amassed um, an ID graph containing details of 5 billion people. Now, that's come back to haunt him. So <laughs> collect, the collection of privacy advocates is now suing them for privacy violations. Um, and under a range of U.S. laws, they're basically saying, well, you know, you've got all this data um, and on us and our data. We never gave it to you. And now with the new privacy laws, we can sue you. So that little picture there maybe of Oracle being squeezed. There's something else that might be getting squeezed. It's kind of a bit ironic, though, that a company with a name that is linked to prophecies didn't guess their future, right? I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah, Larry, you're probably a good thing that you're not the CEO anymore. I'm sure you're still a shareholder. This is going to be terrible for shares. You know, if there's a, if it's a, um, what do you call it when there are a lot of people, if it's a mess, I've gone, I can't just get my words out today. Class action. There we go. Um, if it's a class action um, and the privacy advocates get everyone in America because it's, they're saying they've got 5 billion people's worth of data, so that's pretty much everyone in the world, we can all jump on onto that bandwagon and, and clip the ticket. They'll settle out of court like they always do, but it's going to be expensive, and that means a shell is going to pay for it. So, yeah. Thanks, Larry. Uh, and I think that brings us to the end of Tech News. Now, the reason I didn't do the show last week, and I did mention the week before that there was a possibility I wouldn't be able to do the show, is because I had a very, very important presentation to do. So I was presenting to Sports Gold Coast. Now, Sports Gold Coast is a not-for-profit organization that is all about the betterment of sports in the Gold Coast, which is where I now live. And they've been, you know, they have women in sports. They've um, put together Gold Coast United, which is a soccer um outfit or code um they have sporting events they do all kinds of things in the sporting world so why was it such an important meeting for me and why was i not there well i'm pleased to say that we now have a division or project inside sports gold coast called esports gold coast and after last week's presentation uh it will be official from next week but hey you guys are on the show so i'm going to share the love and uh, i did say there was a reason why i wasn't going to do the show I've now taken on a role as head of esports for Sports Coast, Sports Gold Coast. So, what does that mean? Well, anything to do with esports and gaming in the in in this area. And the thinking was quite simple. I've been talking about games for ages. Um, I am a gamer. Cade, who's been on the show, if you don't know, is my son. Um, he's a huge gamer. So, it's gaming's like a really big part of what we do over here. Um, and I, it was just an opportunity presented itself for me to get involved and hopefully try and create a little bit of structure in esports in the Gold Coast here in Queensland and then maybe beyond. And the problem with, with like all sports is there's stakeholders involved in everything in life. Uh, in esports, it's no different. There's the publishers, there's various leagues, um, there's brands, um, there's tournament organizers, there's events, there's all kinds of things and so many moving parts. 
And the presentation that I did to Sports Gold Coast was, hey, why don't we put something together, taking on the, the whole theme of for the good of the community um, to really make esports something special in this region. And if we can get this right here, or rather when we get this right here, it's something that could be rolled out across the rest of the country and all world. So the idea is that we're agnostic. Um, will we be putting on events? Definitely. Will we be building leagues? Definitely. Will we be building teams? I'm not so sure. That's quite a that's quite a big challenge. I might leave that up to the team builders. But on that note, any publisher that wants to do something up here on the Gold Coast, any team that wants to do a pro-am, any events that want to happen, people that want to do things in school level, um, women in sport, inclusion, seniors, um, universities, junior schools. I don't know. I don't care as long as it's all for the good of esports. And also, I'd love to clean up and eradicate the bullying um, and the segregation and the victimization that goes on in professional esports, like a lot of other sports. But, you know, when people are behind keyboards, they get brave. Um, people are involved in streaming, Twitch, um, shark casters, influencers, anything that, that, can, that can help make esports better, more special. We want to speak to you. A big player is education. I uh, already had a couple of chats with some of the some of the education facilities and schools up here. Very positive reception. Want to change the perception of esports, especially for the parents, uh, to explain to them that it is a real sport. Um, and also the culmination of on Friday, I'm flying down to Melbourne with Cade to go to DreamHack, which was previously the Melbourne Esports Open, which we haven't been able to do for a couple of years because of COVID. I'm smiling because I'm looking so forward to it. So yeah, cosplay, LARPing, anything that goes into that, there's now a place for you here on the Gold Coast. Um, as I said, we're not looking to compete with anyone. We're looking to just bring it all together. And already we've had a really good, warm reception. Um, a lot of the institutions want to work with us and or have other institutions work through us. Um, so yeah, that's my news. Hopefully that was good enough to miss last week's show. Um, and that's why it's are you game this week because i literally am game now so yeah welcome to esports gold coast um i think that brings us to the end it does bring us to the end so let's go and see what we have in uh q a um no yes yes okay i like this one hey brett Will there be good deals on the iPhone 13 and is it worth it? So the simple answer is probably yes. Uh, and yes, it's worth it. So um, I've actually started to see a few deals and promotions and specials on the iPhone 13 already. You know, especially once the date is set for the telcos, they know that whatever stock they have, they need to clear. But more importantly, whatever stock is still available in the country, they need to acquire because it gives them opportunity to put good deals together. Now, I have spoken about this before with iPhone, and one of the reasons why I do like and use my iPhone as my primary device as opposed to my Android device, um, and the simple reason is they have longevity. You know, you can use an iPhone for five or six years quite comfortably. Um, girls on a 10, so 11, 12, 13, 14 is about to come. She's already five years old, effectively, because the 10 was for a whole year by the time the 14's out. And each time they launch a new shiny toy, there are features on there that are better and bigger and sexier and all those good things. And all the fanboys and girls, we all run off and go and stand in the queue to get one. But that being said, 
the current phone until the September 7th, well, even beyond because it's going to launch on the 7th. It won't, it will be pre-ordered. It won't arrive on the 7th. Um, but there's nothing wrong with the iPhone 13. And Aria, you can jump on and comment if you're listening to the show. Um, he's just switched to the iPhone 13 Pro Max. So if you are going to get a good deal on the phone, yes, I would assume so. Um, would it be worthwhile to do it? Probably. Um, and, you know, there's different ways of structuring your, your packages depending on where you are in the world. Some lock-ins here in Australia, I think it's on Optus or Telstra, maybe even both. After one year, you can pay, I think it's $99 and hand back your phone and get another one. So that way you've always got the latest tech. Um, so, you know, it's not really a big lock-in and the monthly phone is subsidized at zero interest here. So it's really easy to get on, get into an iPhone or any phone for that matter, actually. But I do think that if you can get a good deal on an iPhone 13, why not? You know, um, it will be good for at least another four years. Uh, there's no reason why. So it's good for you for the next two years if that's what your length of your contract is. And then you've got to hand me down to anyone else. You might need to change the battery. If you've been following the show and all the news, you know that you're allowed to do that yourself now. The right to repair is approved without you voiding any warranties. So come the end of the 18 months when the battery starts to to die um you'll be able to switch it out and do it yourself so um hope that answers the question if there are good deals going definitely go for it um you know i i know i'll be getting a 14 um well i'm sure i'll be getting a 14 and i i would i would even go on to say that although the question wasn't asked the same applies to the watches um i think i'm still on a six if I'm not mistaken. So seven's been out, six was out for a year, seven was out for a year. So my watch is two years old. Eight is probably going to be announced on the seventh as well. Probably not going to upgrade. Uh, I don't think there'll be anything that will entice me to upgrade. My watch still works fine. The battery still works fine. Um, and I did the same before. I had, an, I had an Apple Watch 3 for three years. I went to the six, you know, three years later. So that was one of the shiny toys. I didn't upgrade as, as much as I do my phones. Um, but yeah, so Apple tech is generally good to go for quite a few years. Get that good deal. Well, I'm then going to say that must be the end if that is um, Q&A. So uh, until next time, keep your screens clean and your knob shiny. Mm -hmm.